SAFM Sports Wrap. South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk uh, football now. And indeed, the uh, great talking point has got to be the Telcom knockout final coming up this weekend. And uh, a delightful final for Bloemfontein Celtic against Bidvest Wits. They meet at the Princess Magogo Stadium in Guamashu on Saturday. Wonderful opportunity for uh, one of these two sides to create a little bit of history. I'm delighted to welcome first up on the line from Bloemfontein Celtic, Lucky Baloy, the man they call Sheriff. Lucky, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, evening, Dane, and uh, I would like to greet the listeners. It's good to chat to you. It really is good to chat to you. Are you are you ready to grab your chance at making history at Celtic? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this big event. And, you know, it's a cup final. It gives us, like, a, a real motive to go out there and do what we're capable of doing. Yeah, that's that's interesting you say it this season because Bloemfontein Celtic this season really are showing what they're capable of doing. Um, you went with the club last season uh, where they failed to do just about anything right from a scoring perspective. But the club this season looks completely different. I mean, top four in the league standings, a, a cup final for Bloemfontein Celtic. What's the buzz like in the club, particularly from the players who've been there for a while? I think the way we are, like on and off the field, that thing of getting uh, together and being together, I think it helps us a lot. Because of like we show that we are a family, so when we get into the field, things get much easier for us because we know each other. And about the squad, if you can check, like uh, this is in the same like uh, many players from different clubs, but we didn't get that time to gel together. But because of work is work, so we had opportunity to make uh, friendship and make sure that whenever we go to the field, we work together so that we can achieve because that's the most important thing as players you want to achieve but alone you won't make it so you need your teammates and uh, the other person who seems to be a key cog in this as well is uh, is, is the new coach Veselin Jelicic uh, I know there was some scepticism when he was first appointed but uh, I think he's won over a lot of people with the way the Bloemfontein Celtic are playing so far this season do you, do you give much credit to the coach I mean has his influence been palpable at the club yeah, I do give the credit to the coach, but you know, in football, whenever the team is doing well, they don't talk about the coach, they're talking about players. But the team, when the team is not doing well, they fire the coach. But so far, because of where we are, it's because of his tactics, so the credit must go to him. Lucky, I want to ask you. I mean, you, you're uh, you, you're somebody who's uh, renowned for your time at Kaiser Chiefs as well. You're you're uh, a very hard worker on the pitch, on the ball, great ball winner, wonderful distributor of the ball as well. You've got some attacking flair about you. Great all-round game, but you, you you didn't always get the chance to play in the cup games that you uh, that you won titles at Chiefs in. You have the opportunity, perhaps, to be in the starting lineup on Saturday. What, what does that mean to you to be such an integral part of the starting eleven at Celtic and to help them not only do so well in this cup run, but also so far top four in the league standings? Yeah, because I uh, really I know this uh, kind of situation of winning things uh, from Chiefs, but the problem is the time I was at Chiefs, I didn't get that chance to play like cup finals and stuff. I only played like uh, the time we played against uh, Sundowns and I lost it. It was my first cup uh, game that I played. But so far, I'm looking forward to this one. But the, the main thing is that uh, it's up to the coach, but I'm working hard to see myself on the starting lineup. And why I am now with Celtics, um, uh, individually, like personally, uh, I'm someone who wants to win silverware. So wherever I am, 
now I just want to make sure that my input works a lot to the team so that we can win something. And especially to this one, uh, it's going to be a big present for our supporters because if you can check, like throughout the tournament, they've been there for us, supporting us, women away. So if you can go out there and win it for them, it will be a, a Christmas present for them and it will be a good thing. I think it'll be a Christmas present for you guys as well if you if you go out there and uh, and win it. But uh, <laughs> uh, at least I hope the club is going to be giving you guys half of the prize money if you go out and win it. Yeah, but that one is <laughs> yeah, it can motivate us. But now we have to focus on the game. That one will come after the game, knowing that we're going to get the bonuses. But if we're going to think about the bonuses, come Saturday is a big event. We'll even like think about it and then the focus will be not there in the game but we are professional enough and then we know our job so our focus is in this game on Saturday even though we know it's not going to be easy we know first how they play and it's going to be a tough one but the team that will be on the upper end is the one who's going to make it yeah, I think I, I think it's an interesting one because Bloemfontein and Celtic are near the top of the log. Bidvest Vitz are bottom of the log. Both sides are playing some decent football, certainly in the uh, in the uh, cup competition. But uh, I want to ask you about the uh, the loss to Pirates midweek because I think a lot of people are suggesting that you had an eye on the final, but not having won a game in your last three because you you snuck through on penalties against Bulgaria City in the semi final and you drew your. Uh, uh, a goalless draw with Platinum Stars after that in the league, and then of course the loss to Pirates. So, so no wins in three. Does that concern you a little? Is there a little bit of a wobble, perhaps? No, it doesn't, because of you know how football it is. You can win, sometimes you lose, we draw. So that's the name of the game. That one of Pirates, it's over. We're focusing on this one, uh, the final, and then after final, immediately we have to focus on the game that we're going to play against uh, Amazul on Wednesday. Yeah. So it's just one game at a time. Uh, Lucky, in terms of in terms of the, the the club overall, though, do you do you feel any pressure as a club to win this trophy? Yeah, there is. There is a pressure because even for ourselves, there's no one who doesn't want to win the silverware. And the most important thing, I personally, whenever I enter the field, I think about the supporters because they always sacrificing a lot for us. So winning uh, trophies, it will be something for the supporters. And whenever wherever we play. They will come in numbers to support their team. So this thing of winning silverware is a good thing. And even for us players, it's an achievement. Yeah, I think it would uh, be an astonishing achievement as well, uh, given where Bloemfontein Celtic were last season and the way they were playing. But the way you're combining with players around you, I mean, with uh, with Hotto, with uh, Matlasela, I think has been very impressive as well. With uh, Lantane Palani, I think he, the two of you play alongside one another. Jackie Mutech has had a, a superb season so far. Mabena holding up the ball. It, it really just feels like watching Celtic play that the, this team knows how to bond on the pitch. Do you guys have a lot of uh, I mean, are you are you very familiar with each other off the field? Do you spend a lot of time together off the field? Because I get a sense on the field that you guys are almost like friends who spend a lot of time together off the field. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does because we do like uh, a lot of uh, team building. If it's not team building, because you know, Plumford is like uh, it's a small area. So what we do most of the time together, we chill together. And especially when it comes to Palenchen, and most of the guys here, we are from Limpopo. So mm. we do have that bond of like being homeboys. Lanchain, I played with him at Swallows. We know each other. So it's all about like knowing each other on and off the field because what we're doing mostly is to stay together. We hang out together. 
Well, I, I tell you what, it seems to be working to your advantage so far, and uh, I do wish you everything of the best. Uh, lucky, I'm looking forward to seeing you play in the final on Saturday. Thanks for chatting to us tonight, and certainly best of luck against Bidvestwitz on Saturday night. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, from Bloemfontein Celtic, we move straight on now to chat to uh, representatives from Bidvest Wits. I'm delighted to say we've got Bidvest Wits star defender Butlem Konazi back from injury and on the line. Butlem, great to have you back on the show. Great to have you back playing. How are you feeling? Hi, Dean. How's it, man? Thanks for, for having me uh, on your show, man. Uh, I have a great feeling, man. It's great. You know, I've been out for, for six months. You know, I, it's been a tough, a tough uh, recovery for me because uh, the team hasn't been doing well by then now. I'm back and I'm uh, happy that we're going to the final and hopefully we'll, 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 we'll have to win it. Yeah, how are you doing on a, on a sort of mental note or an emotional note? Because, uh, you know, you, you're having to adjust to competitive football again, but you also have to do it while the side is, is rock bottom of the league standings, despite being defending league champions. I imagine it's a, it's a little more difficult than uh, returning from a, a short-term injury. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not easy, it's not easy, you know, it's, it's really tough, but then I'm pushing into every day, you know, because obviously, uh, I've got no choice, it's honestly, to, 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 to just sit down and, 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 and just watch uh, the team struggle, you see, so, uh, my recovery uh, has been a tough one, but then I'm happy that I'm back, and, and, and I'm fully recovered, I'm 100%, I've got no place, nothing, I've already played uh, 390 minutes uh, so far. I feel I'm fit and ready to, to face Celtic uh, on Saturday. And uh, I, I should mention, I mean, you, your injury was was twofold because you had the nose injury first, and then you had the knee after that. So, <laughs> so I mean, you you had you went through the the, uh, <laughs> the wars, so to speak. In fact, I think your nose got uh, severely damaged while you while you while scoring a goal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah you're right, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I broke my nose. I know, cause, uh, I see, you know, football is tough sometimes. <laughs> Out uh, two times, you know, and uh, I think I missed something like ten games. You know, uh, in November I was out, and then in May again I was out. Uh, it was a sad, sad, sad moment for me. But then I was there because it, 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 we finally we won the league, you know. But then we won it while I was while I was out. So somehow it, 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 it's not a nice feeling, you know, to to, to lift the trophy while you you're not hundred percent. But then I'm here to overcome those, those challenges, and now I'm, I'm fully. Yeah, I don't think anybody denies your impact on the uh, side and how you set up so brilliantly at the start of the season. But let's talk about the league season at the moment I mean, and, and, and compare it to the Cup because you, you got nine points from 11 league matches this season. But in your Telcom knockout, if you calculated those on a league format, you'd have seven points from just three games. How do you reconcile your league form with your Cup form this season? Uh, you know, uh, uh, to be honest, it's hard, it's hard to, to, to explain uh, what's happening in the league, you know, because uh, our form is, isn't the way it's supposed to be, you know. Each and every season we, we start on the high and we, we, we open nicely and, and, and win uh, the first few games, you know. Uh, but this time around, uh, it never happened. It, uh, things weren't in our favor. And again, we faced the challenge whereby all the defenders were... were, were were injured most of the time, you know, because we had the first one that we had last season. Uh, the only first time we played together was the past uh, the past week where we played against Marisbeck. 
that was the only time we had the, a pay for that play last season. So you can imagine uh, that that whole period that uh, we, we went through without having a, a pick for that that uh, used to, mm. to one another. You see, so somehow it, it is a challenge and it, it's tough. But then we back. Uh, most of the guys who are injured are now back. We 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 trying to to take the form uh, that we're having in in, in, a, in the cup into the league, and, and hopefully we'll we will climb the ladder and, and, and do well. And then before Christmas break, we, we we should be up there. What would winning a cup title do for the team? I mean, does does winning something like a cup title breed success elsewhere? Uh, to be honest, I think this will will redeem, will redeem ourselves. You know, we really need it. You know, it's a confidence booster, honestly. You know, because checking the situation we're in, it, it's really it's really tough. It's not easy, you see. But then, what we're facing now is an important game. You know, which it will really bring smiles and excitement uh, to the club, to, 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 to ourselves, and, and, and to everybody who is watching. So we know we've got support, and we can do it. You know, If you check our squad, we really have quality players, players who who have played uh, everywhere, who, who have won things. So uh, we stand a good chance of, of winning of winning the, this cup, and it will help us uh, go into the league as well. Butler, in terms of uh, in terms of home ground advantage, I mean, throughout the competition so far, you've you've had home ground advantage, but you know, you're playing at a neutral venue. Does it make a big change to potential performance? Do you feel? Uh, to be honest, I'm happy. You know, playing at a neutral venue, you know, because if, 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 if you check uh, Celtic, they they good uh, at, at at home. They good whenever they're playing in proof of game. You know, they 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 they're stronger. They they got the support there. Now it's fair. It's it's advantageous to us as well to say. We neutral and we we uh, they, they they don't have that 12 men to 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 push them uh, like normally they do whenever they play in proof of team. So it, it's good. It's, uh, I think we 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 stand a good chance and, and we're going to Devon. But then obviously we we the home team is Kaki. So uh, we still we still we still home even while we in Devon. So we still alright. Be happy with that. Like I said, uh, they, 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 they obviously they 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 own a negative at that because they're not playing in Bluffington, and you know most teams are struggle whenever they go to Bluffington. So yeah. we're in Devon, it's neutral, uh, it's a good chance and good environment, atmosphere, the support there, uh, it's great. So hopefully we 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 will we, we, we'll run away with the trophy. Briefly, uh, a win here would obviously compete. Uh, complete Gavin Hunt's collection of domestic trophies, make him only the second man to actually achieve uh, winning every domestic trophy. W- what's he like as, uh, as as a coach? Uh, he's a good coach, you know. I think uh, if you can check the years that he has spent in EPL, so his record is, is really, really, really amazing. To be honest, you know how he changed the set uh, from from nothing to to what we are today. We 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 a big brand today. We 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 a team that can challenge for anything at any given time. So I think he has got it as well and he's doing well currently and yeah, I think he really needs this this cup as much as we do. And like you say, it will fill up his cabinet and he'll be excited. So we really, really, really need 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 to need to uh, make this one uh, for him and and I'm sure he'll be excited after after Saturday's match. 
Well, uh, I tell you what, uh, it, it is going to be an intriguing outcome regardless of the result. And I certainly uh, am delighted to see you back on the pitch because uh, you, you were such a superb player before you got injured. And I, I really hope that the injury wasn't going to curtail your success as a player. I'm glad to see that it hasn't. But I wish you everything of the best uh, in the Cup final against Bloemfontein Celtic on Saturday night. I'll see you there and best of luck. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you for, for 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 giving me the opportunity today to to, to speak to you and your and your listeners. Uh, just have a great uh, great evening. Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's uh, talk a little bit of cricket now. I'm delighted uh, that the Ashes series is on. It's one of the few times that I uh, genuinely get to watch every ball of test cricket because it's generally on when I'm not working. The problem, though, is that I end up being completely and utterly sleep-deprived. But the second test uh, gets underway on Saturday in Adelaide. And uh, to chat more about this, Sunday Times sports report and SABC commentator Kanyiso Chwaku is on the line. Uh, Kanyiso, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you very much, Dwayne, and thank you for having me on the show. Great to chat to you. Uh, let's let's get straight into it. I mean, England look, you know, they look very competitive. I'll say for the first three days of the Gabba Test, but then it, it was like they completely capitulated before that opening batsman masterclass from Warner and Bancroft. But having seen the, the the five days of cricket play out, what did you make of the respective sides following that first test? One of the few Australian teams that's quite vulnerable at the Gabba. Remember, they're going into the Test match. Australia hadn't lost a game in Brisbane in 28 years. But when you look at how strongly is the, the strong position that India and Lua had tried in 49 for four, with a player like Bainstone, it would have been, um, England, I think, would have capitalized on that position because I think a first inning total of 350 plus would have proved to be challenging for Australia because they needed to fight back and they needed their captain to stand up and be counted. And that's what happened in the inning. So I think. Um, clearly, the impact of Ben Stokes uh, and the, the impact and influence of Ben Stokes is clearly in, in that first test because England in positions where they had 249 for four in their first innings. Also, there's an issue that they had Australia at 209 for seven. Those are the positions where they should have finished Australia off and they didn't. And unfortunately, Australia were able to get the lead and any lead of the over, any lead in the next test, except for the fact that England had to get for the last 45 minutes, actually turned the game in Australia's favour. Yeah, I, I, I must say I was a bit disappointed in the England performance because they had uh, what they were two hundred and forty for four odd, uh, and then bowled out for three hundred odd. And uh, you, when you got Australia at two hundred and seventy for seven, and you can't wrap up the tail, uh, I, I presume they had a lot of uh, introspective moments after this and uh, feeling that they need to uh, up how clinical they are. And and I feel that seriously cost them in that opening test. Yes, it did. And also you need to look at the respective performance of the captain who called Joe Root. Yes. needed to stand up and be counted in that second inning. But he only made 51. And also, having read on this piece again for, I like his contemporaries, the Kane Williamson, Brad Cody. He scored over 50s, but he seems to have a problem in terms of converting those 50s into 100s. And that was a test match that was clearly set up for the captain to convert 50s into big scores. Clearly, without that 141 on Stevens, Australia would have been, would have been up the creek without a panel. It would have been difficult for them. So, Joe needed to respond to the affirmative in the second And clearly, that Stevens was in proved to be the difference looking at the legal total of Australia had chasing better conditions on day four and day five. Yeah, indeed. As you say, you look at the captains around the world, Kane Williamson in New Zealand, uh, you look at uh, Virat Kohli in India, you look at Faf Duplessy here, and you, you maybe ask a few questions of Joe Root, as you say. But uh, how do you think the, you know, as, as much as we talk about the experienced players there, how, how do you think the Ashes debutants handled their chances? I think they actually did well. You look at how James Vince and Mark Sturman actually um, stabilised England after the loss of, the, after the loss of Alistair Cook. I think Alistair Cook's dismissal in the first and the second especially in a second inning, is disappointing because in the position that England 
funded, but you can't be playing Oxford when Australia clearly won now in the tendency because of the innings uh, of the personal team. That is between the fact that the bowlers are also fresh and they want you, they were wanting to get it in. And I think it was, uh, uh, I think actually the, the the debutants actually distinguished themselves very well. We saw how Ken Bancroft handled himself in that fourth inning chase. Was fourth inning chase for Australia has tended to be a bit problematic, especially when they had to chase anything above 150. And the fact that it was only the first time in the case history that Australia actually um, were won by 10 minutes chase 150 plus. So it was a big thing for Australia to actually win a test match as convincingly as they did when chasing. So I think I think uh, Indian senior players have a lot to count to account for come at it. Yeah, I'm just a little disappointed at James Anderson because he's the he's the one he's the sort of go-to bowler, I suppose. Stuart Broad, he's a, he's a little up and down, but he, Anderson's the one that generally away from home is the is the top England performer. So I, I was a little disappointed in his uh, return overall. But let's talk about the uh, the other incident that is uh, becoming um, uh, some say blown out of proportion, others say subdued a little. But how do you think the best uh, headbutt incident is going to be? Uh, is it, is it going to provide some extra impetus on the uh, on the second test for England? To be fair, remember that. The Ashes are one in the head as much as they won on the field. So I think Australia are always looking for that extra, that extra motivation to push England to ensure that they gain it. I think the fact that Ben Stokes was also absent did help England to make sense because if Ben Stokes had traveled with the England team, I think, I think the day in Brisbane would have been unbearable. Remember that when in Brisbane, in, in the last edition of the Ashes in Australia, was uh, the Brisbane Courier Mail decided that they're not going to write, they're not going to pronounce Streetboard name, Streetboard name, they're calling the 27 year old English medium paper. And while he bowls very well, they isolated one key member of the Indian team and they decided to go in on them and they realized that it was a tactic that through the course of the season, it was, I mean, if you look at how Berto has actually saved England through all that over the past 18 to 24 months, they realize that in based on absence, he then becomes that key fulcrum in the middle order. They need to get into it very quickly because they've seen so many examples of they've seen so many examples of Johnny Bairstow actually trading the match on his own. Very quickly, I want to get your take on this because the, the, the Ashes has often been looked at as the test series that reignites people's love of the longer format of the game worldwide. And I, I think back specifically to that iconic 2005 series uh, in particular. But with, with India visiting South Africa in January, is its role a little less significant this time around considering that India and South Africa are the top two test sides in the world? No, 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 no. no. The thing is also, it needs to be understood that, that Ashes series carries a lot of weight. Remember that in terms of the Ashes series split, England and Australia have won 32 series each. So clearly the Wonder World series now will take an indefinite lead even though Australia has won more test matches than England. So there's a leash place for Ashes cricket. I think over the past five to six years, I think there's a bit too much Ashes cricket. Remember that there was, there was a series, there were two series within one year because of the 2015 World Cup. And I think that kind of down the appetite in terms of too much cricket being played. However, though, I think the Ashes series does remain a more two test series that one that does stand out in terms of um, integrating cricket in England and Australia. But I think also that they, they need to be under more key series outside of uh, world cricket that need to be developed because England and, England and India have a very good rivalry. So do India and Australia. But the problem is both the money playing series. Outside of those two series, it's difficult for cricket to actually to actually engineer a money spinning series. Even though whenever India chooses to three country, it's all for the good of the whole sport because it solves the competition indefinitely for the next three to four years, which will be the case with CSA because also hosting Australia in March 
grateful. Quick, quick question for you. What was your favourite Ashes memory? Yeah, Flintoff and Lee, that iconic picture, eh? Remember that? Yes, yes. And, and also Richie Bennell's classic commentary when Stephen Robinson was so classic with it. one of the best pieces of commentary I've listened to. Ah, lovely. We're on the same page when it comes to that. But incredible how the Ashes uh, <laughs> reignites that passion for, for Test cricket. Uh, thanks so much, Kanye. So enjoy the uh, second Test and indeed the remainder of the series. I'm sure we'll catch up uh, with you before the end of it. Okay, thanks very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Unfortunately, time is against us, so that's all we've got time for tonight. Uh, my thanks to the team producer, Luyulam Kalipi, sound engineer, Finis Ndoba, and uh, me, Dwayne DeLocker. That's where we uh, leave it. Uh, Naledi Muleo is up after the news with the talk shop, so don't go anywhere. But uh, for me, Dwayne DeLocker, have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.